Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. All right, we're live at House Hall. 90-minute press conference today. I was uh, a little worn out, aren't you? I'm not worn out. Did your back get sore standing up that whole time? No. No? I'm, 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 I'm decent standing up. Good. Yeah. Um, You're a warrior. It, uh, it was, usually it's in the theater. They did not have it in their theater. They had it in their main press area. Sitting along the wall, they had members of the McCaskey family, including um, right up in front, it was George was sitting watching. Um, and then he was sitting next to Kevin Warren as Kevin Warren and George sat and watched uh, Matt Eberflus and Kevin uh, and, and Ryan Poles. And then when they were done, they stayed. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus stayed, and they watched Kevin Warren speak. Is Pat McCaskey there? Um, you know who was there was Brian. Brian was there. Brian was there. And who's the uh, singing McCaskey? That's Pat. That Pat was there. Yes. Pat was there. They, they were represented well. Yes. So the McCaskey, uh, uh, several members of the McCaskey family were there. And um, and then, you know, it was a, a packed house full of media members uh, asking all the right questions. I thought there were a ton of great questions. You want a sampling of some of uh, them? Sure. You mentioned Courtney Cronin, our own Courtney Cronin, asked Ryan Poles about if the number one pick is for sale, much like last year. This was Poles. Uh, again, I'll... I'm wide open to anything, so if someone wants to call me with an idea, that's fine. I'm, I'm open to it. Are you, follow, are you hoping to follow the same timeline? I know going into the combine last year, it was made known that, that it, would be, it would be available if someone wanted to pay for it. Um, do you hope to have that same timeline by the end of February? It depends on what factors are in it, but um, in my mind right now, this, I'm going to take this all the way to April. And, and I interpret that as... There was no chance they were going to draft a quarterback last year. There is a chance they're going to draft one this year. So that would that would change their timeline. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah totally agree. I and I and I'm not right telling out. I'm not trying to tell anybody that that means they're drafting Caleb Williams or Drake Mayer. I'm just saying it's more of a possibility this year than it was last year. Here's okay. Ryan Poles about interviewing the OCs about uh, different quarterbacks. Like I think Jason Leisure asked this question. Like, hey, what like. Wouldn't you tell the OC your direction on the quarterback? Like, we intend to draft a quarterback and get rid of Justin, and, and Ryan Poles disagreed with that, and here's why. What are you going to do for these four different types of quarterbacks? I want to hear that, and I think it's really important to see the versatility and the adaptability in their, in their, um, their teaching and the, the way they implement a plan, scheme, adjust. Um, I think it actually makes it pretty dynamic in terms of the interview process. I don't know. Still, I'm still a little bit weary on the four quarterbacks things. I know was, they were following up on that later. And Courtney he, asked him a question about that later, and he said he misspoke or something. And, and it, just as I heard that, I, Meller and I were talking about this when it happened, and we thought maybe he was using the word for F O R. But that's not the case. If you listen to that again, he was talking for F O U R. So what four quarterbacks could they be referencing? I mean, obviously, 
it would be a scenario, as I'm interpreting this, that you bring in an offensive coordinator and you give him four quarterbacks. Who would you? What would you do to tailor an offense around these four guys? That's the only speculation I could have. Like I don't know where uh, is it? Is it? Is it Justin? Is it uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Michael Penix? Jaden Daniels. Daniels or somebody? I don't know. And again, he, he, like I, that's fine, but like if you would have asked. I, I mean, I don't know, like if you if you ask if you went back in time and asked Luke Getze, hey, what are you going to do with Justin Fields? He go, well, I'm going to try to evaluate. I'm going to try. This is what we do, but I'll tailor my offense to his skill set. I mean, it's a great question to ask, but ultimately, you know the answer. If Frank Wright comes in, you ain't running. You're not running Ro- uh, Greg Roman's offense. Right, right. That's just not what they do. Here's uh, Ryan Poles about if he uh, had talked to Jim Harbaugh. No, I haven't talked to Jim. Brian, why? Why is this coach from Michigan? He was not a consideration. You know, you did not see him as a. No, like I said, we're we're going with Matt, and uh, I gave you the reasons why. Um, I think go through. You know, I didn't. I didn't go talk to anybody. Look, I don't know if that's just professional courtesy because you're sitting next to your coach that you've given a vote of confidence to by keeping him as your head coach. So the last thing you want to do is, yeah, I had about nine guys come in here and just decided to stick with this guy. So, I I mean, it's a tough question to answer. That's what you get paid a lot of money to do. But if, in fact, there was no contemplation at all about potentially upgrading your off, your, your head coach – then I don't under. There's an inconsistency there for me because you're you're evaluating the quarterback and you have options there and you may up, try to upgrade. I just there. You know, I mean, yeah, I do. I there's do. some inconsistency with that for me. Polza was asked. This has been brought up a lot. What about Eberflus possibly entering a lame duck season? Uh, would you be able to attract top of the line offensive coordinators? No, I don't. I think they're going to look at the roster and see. There's a lot of uh, young, talented players on the roster that they really want to work with. That are, it's going to elevate um, that platform and elevate our team to be a championship caliber team. And when you win championships, there's a lot of real cool things that happen with everybody. So I think they're going to see that as a good opportunity. I am. I just don't know that I buy that 100. percent Like I don't look at that roster right now. And by the way, this coach will be hired before the draft. I'm assuming, right? Oh, of course. It it should be. uh, It should be hired before February. So, I mean, I do like a lot of the stuff that Ryan has done to bolster this 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 roster. But if I'm looking at the receiver room, I mean, I love DJ, but there's like I said, this coach better have a major impact on drafting the quarterback. I think so, and and the talent that, and he's going to help elevate guys. So. I'm not so sure that that is an enormous selling point. Here's polls on this has played a big role. Players have really gone to bat for Matt Eberflus, and that played a role. I think they talked about that in the beginning of one of the reasons how in all the exit interviews they all went to bat for him. So what about all these players going to bat for Justin Fields? And is he taking that into account in his decision on whether or not to keep Justin Fields? I have to separate it a little bit, but I absolutely love it. I mean, when you talk about building a team, I want that type of support in our locker room. I want those guys to, when they go take the field, I want them to believe in the player that they have at that quarterback position. I want them to believe into the person to the right and to the left. So I absolutely love that. Um, with any decision, I got to take the emotion out of it and, and, and look at the, the whole, whole deal there.
That may have been my favorite response. I, I'm, I mean, that it was a long talk, so but I like that because yeah, that is very important. But at the end of the day, he just told you I have to separate emotion from the decision, and I've been consistent with you on this as well. I think that that is a huge commodity. But what's most important and what guys follow most is competent players. So if whoever you bring in, if you bring in John Elway to take over because John wants to come back and play quarterback, whoever you bring in, if that guy's good, guys are going to follow him. Right. If you're not good, they're not going to follow you. You know, if you're good and you're a good guy, everyone's following you. If you're a good player and you're an asshat, you're still going to have some people saying, hey, he's an asshat, but he's our best option and he's a really good player. Like we've talked about, this isn't a man pageant. Yes. You know, this is a football game. Yes. He's so a, it's important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, like it's, it, it, it's, it's one qual- a good quality to yes. have, but it's not the quality to And have. I think Ryan answered the question in, in a very acceptable way, in my humble opinion, was like, look, yeah, it's very important. I want everyone to be pulling on the same end of the rope, but i got to take my emotion, the emotion out of it. Um, uh, Mark Potash is going to join us. Dion is going to weigh in, too about what she had to hear from our uh, pregame show. And obviously, uh, Peggy and Dion do a great show on the weekends. I want to play you one Kevin Warren bite uh, for those getting into their car. He mentioned how he had been on the job for nine months. And this was his, um, again, we, we, we said that if you read the tea leaves, it's sounding more and more like he would love to build the stadium in the city. Um, and this is Kevin Warren about what appeals to him about building possibly like that old McCormick Place spot between uh, the old Soldier Field, the South Lot, and old McCormick Place. Uh, intrigues me about the, I mean, it's not necessarily the South Lot. What intrigues me uh, about downtown is I, I strongly believe Chicago is the finest city in all of the world. I mean, very rarely you do you get an opportunity to have such a beautiful downtown with a vibrant business community with an absolutely beautiful lake and the energy that, that goes along. And so I, I always focus on, you know, what's a way that we could, you know, bring together the beauty of the lake, the beauty of downtown, the business community, all the art exhibits uh, to bring that together for an environment. Because it's always about the fans. How, how can we create an environment that they really enjoy? And not only on our game days, but also from art, from food, um, um, just from music. And, uh, I, I, you know, I live downtown. I love the city. And I just think we're we're blessed to be able to live in a city like Chicago. And so it has many pluses. And uh, and so I'm, I'm just a big proponent of the Chicagoland area. I'm a big proponent of Arlington Heights. But there's something that's really special about uh, downtown Chicago. This is, you know, I I always reserve my right to change my opinion based on further information that is gathered. But I. I went from this is ninety five percent a lock in Arlington Heights to this is ninety eight percent a lock downtown Chicago. I mean, as soon as uh, Kevin uh, Warren came to town, it almost felt like the pendulum shifted or swung to downtown. Now I'd be tremendously surprised. It would be an upset if they don't yeah, build downtown. Yeah. And, and remember, I have uh, we have always told you the history of what happened in Minneapolis. Yes. They were originally going to build in the suburbs. That agreement fell through, and they came back downtown, and they built that stadium in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. And I believe it's on Chicago Avenue. Oh, is it? Yeah, I believe the... Uh, the irony. Yeah, it's on Chicago Avenue in Minneapolis. So, 
But, but yeah, I think that's an interesting side note for what they do here. All right, we are we are pleased to bring in one of our favorites. Yeah, where, where what number is he on here? Possibly. He's number one. Okay, I don't know where he is, is on his headset, yeah. but he's number one. Where where is this? Here? What don't? What are you doing? I'm going well, between I mean, his legs. Here. My gosh, on Twitch, people uh, are probably going to. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Mark Potash from the Sun Times. No, I don't think anyone asks a question like Potsy. The only bad thing about what happened today is that I I would have paid any amount of money to watch press conferences between Jim Harbaugh and and, Potsy. and Mark Potash, yeah. and I'm not going to get that. No, but. Uh, today, uh, Mark Potash brought the heat and uh, asked some uh, great questions, and he joins us right now here at House Hall. What'd you think? Um, I w- uh, I'll tell you the truth, Sylvie. I, I think Did you learn it anything? W- no, yeah. I think it was. I thought I was just telling some guys upstairs. I thought there there was probably more news at previous ones where there wasn't as much at stake. I don't think we really found out a whole lot uh, about this one. So. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what to tell you. What, what you know, I, I didn't really get a whole lot of news. I thought it was interesting that um, Ryan Poles is going to take a little more time looking at the quarterbacks in this draft than he did last time. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, last time he said he wanted he wanted to get blown away and really didn't give him chance, himself a chance to get blown away, and because he traded the picks before. Uh, the pro days and before the thirty thirty visits and the places where you really find out what a quarterback is. And uh, this time he's going to do that, it sounds like, which will make it really interesting when he sees even better offers for the number one pick that come up in March that he's going to have to kind of say, well, let's see, let, let's take a look at this now. So, we just talked about yeah. this, and my interpretation of that is, is they had no intention at all of drafting a quarterback last oh, year, yeah. and that has changed yeah. this year. There is the option for them and yep. there's more interest from them to potentially use that pick on a quarterback. And it worked out, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I mean to me, C.J. Stroud is a miss, but uh, but the way it worked out, at the time he didn't know the number one pick would be the number one overall pick. That makes it, that the deal much better, at least right now. Who knows what it will look like in five years when we see where C.J. Stroud goes and potentially – Caleb Williams, but now he's in a good spot. I mean, he has every right. Uh, Poles has every right to say he made the right move by not um, by by not uh, going with uh, C.J. Stroud. But I, I am curious, and I think a lot of people are about his evaluation of quarterbacks. I think I've told you guys before, yeah. said it before. You know, even the very best miss uh, uh, in the top three in the draft, and and so it's not. There's nothing that that gives you any certainty that they will that they will make the right evaluation. Not only about the draft, but also about their own quarterback and how he'll how he'll figure. I'm less for some reason I'm less confident of the the addition of Marvin Harrison Jr. into an offense after seeing last year. I just didn't feel like DJ Moore. He gave them DJ Moore's numbers, but nobody else's. He didn't give them anything else. I didn't see the effect of a, of a wide receiver on the a- adding performance to, to, of the to, offense. Yeah, now that was with Luke Getze. What happens with whom, whomever, we'll see. But I guess that's I've lost a little bit of confidence in that. Oh yeah, now you get Marvin Harrison Jr. to Justin Fields. He makes a quarterback. He makes you a better quarterback. He makes you a better offensive coordinator. I think. That's, so are you are you under the assumption that they're leaning towards based on what you heard today? Maintaining their relationship with Justin or moving yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think they're giving themselves. A, I think they're giving themselves a a, a a better chance to be blown away 
Let's put it that way, and look for the quarterback. Uh, but I don't think they'll. Ha- I think it's going to take a lot to do that. That's that's the thing I'm curious about. Just what's the standard, and and how much will it take to to be convinced? Because I don't think they're looking at it. I think they like Justin a lot. I, I think I think they believe in him, and I think it's just going to take a lot to, to to force them off that. Where for some teams it'd be a no brainer. I think a lot of teams would have already decided by now that Caleb Williams is their quarterback for 2024. I don't think the Bears are thinking that. Potsy, you've covered a ton of these Bears press conferences, year-end press conferences, hirings, firings. Why do you believe that Matt Eberflus is still the Bears head coach? Well, he they can claim he can claim progress. Uh, it's it's Ryan Poles' pick. I think that was key. I don't think you're gonna. I said this before. I, I you know like it's the same thing as when when like when Phil like I said Phil Emery uh, looking for reasons you know not to keep uh, uh, Lovey Smith and he found him. He was just looking for reasons to keep him and he did and they were there. Um, I'll be honest. The, the the Green Bay game. You talk about one game not making a difference. It kind of made a little bit of a difference for me. The way they f- fell flat in a time where you really want to play for your coach and it's a really reflection of coaching, is that the way they got beat? Is it the way they got – they were blown out without a blowout, blowout, blowout score, you know, and that was disconcerting. But that said, my point is they did enough that Ryan Poles can say and, and, and legitimately – Look at the second half; they went uh, five and three. Um, they made, you know, they, the defense made progress. They, 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 they did the things that he said he was going to do. They took the ball away. They, they, uh, Montez Sweat's impact was huge. So there was enough there. To, there, was, I guess, my point is there was enough there for Poles to say, "I'm sticking with the guy that I thought all along was going to be the coach of the Bears." And uh, the interesting thing to me about that is that I think the re, I think. All Matt Eberflus has proven right now is that he's a good defensive coordinator. Right. I mean, he kept he kept the team together. That is to his that, that's to his credit. But right now, I'm still not convinced that he's like head coach, head coach. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to explain, but I just think most of most of most of the value of what he did, the the progress I'm talking about, is based on him being a good defensive coordinator and not so much a good head coach. And I'm not saying he's not a good head coach, and I'm not saying he can't grow into one. And maybe, you know, it's like the old days where they give you time and, and it happens. I'm just saying that that's uh, that that was it was mostly because of what they did on defense, I think, that, that there's this progress that they can point to. And I guess what I'm saying is I, I think there's reason I get I get it why the Bears are sticking with Matt Eberfuss, but I also get it why fans want to take the big swing and, and go for Harbaugh. I, I, I see both sides of it. And I would say, sorry to go long-winded here, but I just think it's different. I think I've told you guys this before. This is different than 2020 when Ryan Pace was already in his, what, uh, fifth or sixth year, and we had already and, – and, and, and Matt, Matt – and, 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 uh, Matt Nagy had, had already – he had already succeeded and was heading down. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a different situation. This, you know, without the number, let's look at this, without the number one pick, this is a pretty normal off season. You're not looking yeah. at a new quarterback. You're just looking. You, you got a top ten draft pick. You've made you, you're better on both sides of the ball. Who knows if he even gets he's the issue? I think the number one pick is what has made everything totally different here. No doubt. And this is where I think you uh, you have to ask yourself the question: Are these comfortable decisions? Or are these the right decisions? Because they have access to things that hopefully they won't going forward and things that they have in the past. And by that, I mean at the quarterback position, you do have the number one overall selection in a year where it's supposed to be a quarterback-rich draft. Mm -hmm. And now you have access to, to a coaching, you know, crew, potential coaches that maybe don't exist 
that class doesn't exist in, in other years. Jim Harbaugh is not going to be available next year. Right. You know, uh, Mike Vrabel is not going to be available next year. So I guess my question to you is, are they making decisions that are comfortable versus making decisions that actually make them a better franchise? Uh, that's a great question. I don't have the answer to it. I'll tell you this. It's, it's so funny how, like, the way it works, the way the ti- timing is everything. And that's kind of the theme of this is that everything is mistimed. They, if they would have fu- hired uh, uh, Kevin Warren two years ago or a year ago, he could have hired his own GM who could have hired his own coach who would have gotten, and he would have gotten his, all, all the time he I'm needed lying. to get his coach. Yeah. Everything would have been in line. So now what happens is, like you're saying, is, okay, now let's say they're off next year, you know, now you don't have the number one pick, right? right? You don't have the, gener- the potential generational talent. Probably, maybe not. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But now you don't have the opportunities. Like, that's what you're saying, Tom. Now you don't have the opportunities. Well, you know, Bear fans are saying, you know, this is this is uh, what else the route? What, what, you know? no, they're saying what else is new? This is the, the the the. I think that's the kind of the theme of the whole episode is just the way the timing is off on everything for the Bears. Always, they always just seem to miss. Who wants this offense? Who like they talked about everybody? Their phones are burning up. Who wants that offensive coordinator job? And and how desirable do you think it is? Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, Tom. I am. I am. I have not studied that hardly at all. I almost don't even read the names that I when that other people are, are putting up there because I don't know if there's same same thing I always said. I don't know if there's even a right answer. When you bring guys in, something happens. It seems like, and you don't always get the, well, the best let, version of people. Let me, so I don't know who would. I, I don't. I don't know who. I don't know who 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 would who would be good because they're coaching. The Bears. They're coaching a Bears quarterback. They're coaching in a Bears offense. Terry Shea. There, there's no. John Shoup. Yeah. Well, well this it's is... interesting you mentioned Terry Shea because I think I think this season, I think Matty Berflus' first season, or second season, is comparable to Lovey's first season because Lovey didn't have the rebuild. He didn't have the teardown right. season. So really, if you compare their first two, their first two seasons, Lovey made the, the, made the biggest jump a Bears coach I think ever has in year two, 5-11 and 11 to 11-5. and five. What was the key move? Not the key move. Ron what was one move? Ron, he, Terry Shade to Ron yeah, Turner. Right. He, he got rid of the uh, the offensive coordinator. So all I'm saying is everybody points to the one. You always pick, you know, cherry pick the the one the one thing uh, you can hang on to, like the Rams with Kevin Warren. Well, you can pick the you can go to if you want hope. Look at Lovey. Look we at got Lovey's the greatest show on turf year. coming next year, yeah, Potsy. Yeah, yeah, you really, ready for that? Yeah, well, they've already tried the March thing, so we know that's never happening. <laughs> is Dick Vermeil available? Yeah. Hey, we could, yeah. we should call Dick Vermeil again. We had him on last year. Remember? We should, we, don't you remember? We I'm more. Yeah, time. listen. I I'm sitting in this chair right now. I'm more confident when we get to April in my general manager's ability to identify talent and go and and, and use that skill picking players. Like I feel comfortable with him there. Yeah. Like today is really. I don't think anybody's strong suit. I just don't yeah. like to listen there. I don't know how you guys felt listening to what was being said. I just don't think like this is where I am most comfortable saying yes. I feel strongly that these guys really. Their it, it was fine. We've seen it's, it, it wasn't horrible. Worse. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. we've seen worse press conferences. No doubt, Tom. It's rare, it's rarely convincing. Even, yes. No matter what. That's my point. It, the proof is always in the pudding. It's yes. who do you draft? Who do you sign? Uh, who, who do you value? How you evaluate? It's always what happens. It, this doesn't really matter. Right. And they're never going to say anything. We ask the questions. I mean, that's our job. But you never really get the real answers on th- certain things that, that tell you what you're looking for is insight it, that, t- that tell you a little. You're bit not going to get it. In this. And and you just don't you just don't get enough information. 
information. So, um, so we'll say nothing about the OC though. I think the, the biggest thing about the offensive coordinator is like which quarterback is is he going to get point. the? What's your prediction? Who on, on, is it, Justin or a, a, a rookie? Give us an on-record prediction right here before we. <laughs> oh, gee, you know I'm terrible. It's January. You're, you're Can we doing... give him a right, couple of weeks? Week, what we're going to do next week. Then here, you think about this. Yeah. We're going to put all the beat guys on next week, yeah. like we did a couple of years ago. We're going to ask you. You think about this. We want you to, Justin or a rookie, and that's your your homework assignment for okay. next week. But I'll tell you this, Sylvie. Uh, you, my answer is that. The problem is I don't. I'm not in the room. I can, I'm not in the room. Well, none of us are in find, the room. But to find it, to know what they're going to see, to what they're to know what they're going to hear and what they're going to see. So it's really difficult to say. Like I always say, like I said, when Bill Pol- I said this, I wrote this the other day. When Bill Polian was on the inside, he he picked he picked. Peyton Manning over Ryan Leaf. When he was on the outside, he thought Lamar Jackson was should be a wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. That's, that's the difference line, between yeah. what we see it and that how they see it, and we just don't know. So that's, that's, good that's why it's hard. That's why it's hard to say. I think what whoever they do. hire as a, an HC or excuse me, an OC, will give you. I think at least a lean towards where they're going to go with their quarterback. I You're not bringing so. in Frank Reich to run an offense that quote unquote is tailored to a multi-purpose quarterback. It's just not what he has done, or it isn't what I would yeah. think they would do. Hey, if, hey, if, this, if the next guy changes Justin Fields' footwork, I'm, my head's going to explode. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. You, because his, oh, well, he, the transition, why... I'm worried about the tra- another transition, that's something you've got to consider, yeah. that you might be better off getting a first-year guy who doesn't have to le- relearn anything or, or – or, Relearning in the NFL context, but at least we'll start fresh. But that is a concern of mine. Justin Fields, as good as he is, now having another transition because they haven't been seamless. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Great work, Potsy. Thanks, Potsy. Okay, good sorry job. Re- no, no yeah. that's why we have yeah, you on to right. talk. I'm not succinct. Uh, Mark Potash in the Sun Times. He does write that way, though, very succinct. Right? That's that's your style. Well, I have to be. Yes, that's why why you're great. <laughs> And he asks great questions. Mark Potash in the Sun Times. Check him out. All right, uh, I think I thought I saw Joniak. I saw Joniak pop, pop his head, his head, in, the head in, and uh, Dion uh, Miller is going to join us. It's Waddle and Sylvie live at Hallis Hall. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN One Thousand. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Hallis Hall. The Korea part, team. The party has started. Joni yeah. X having me flex. Dion That's Miller. part of the party. I thought we were going to be some drinks. I, are there? Are there drinks? No. <laughs> we, we should. It's dry January. Right? Oh, shove for it. Who? Shove it with your for dry me? January. I have <laughs> yeah. no space for that. Spoken <laughs> like a true mom. No space for that. Spoken, I didn't last like till like mom. January 3rd, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so Jeff Joniak, Dion Miller so with Waddle and Sylvie. <laughs> explain, <Seriously. laughs> Waddle, explain to them why we, we do not endorse a dry January. I, I think it's I think you just you're lying to yourself. Correct. <laughs> because like, like, so what you're gonna do is when you get to February, all you're gonna do is you're gonna power drink. Why not? How about this? How about just drink responsibly through the yeah. month of January? Yeah. How yes. about year round? Three sixty five. It's it, when you tell yourself you're gonna cut off from drinking, well then that's then you start obsessing over it. Yes. It's like just being like normal. Right. I, I, this whole thing about 
on, you know, December 31st, we're all eating like pigs and nobody cares. And on January 1st, well, now we're not. Well, what? Yeah. What in the earth? Yeah, it's just a, a, it's a, it's a natural a break, though. All year long. It's a natural <laughs> break, right? It's like it's, you know, January 1st is just, it's it's like a new season, right? You're starting fresh. Slowing, so you try. But we're not. You know, we're I'm just staying. saying, I'm not even just talking about drinking. I'm just saying in general. 12 months a year. Listen, no I, just, I have this calendar, right? So I. I I, I I went even back. What did I do on January 1st up to the 10th, right? And I'm filling in, and I'm putting what I want to accomplish. Oh, yeah, by by mid-February, it's going to be out the window. <laughs> you're doing this still, or you did this no, writing it down? Just, yeah, I'm back, I'm back into writing shit. Oh, oh, stuff wait, down. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is the highlight of my year so far. Yes. Jeff Joniak, the voice of the Bears, yes! dropping yes! the old SH on the radio. Yes! I quit. I can retire I'm now. literally sweating through my shirt. I can, I can retire I've now. I've never done that. Oh, is Was that, that the first time? Oh, my yes. I'm, I'm like, you're paying the fine. Right now. You're paying the fine. Well, let's not draw attention to it. So like 110000 No, don't attention you guys. Attention to it. That's the, the next drop at the next break. That's See, best... this Listen, is a problem. I want to some swearing upstairs you two, today. You two make me too comfortable. Oh okay. Dion, is there a four-letter word here. you'd like to share with us? Oh, my no, God. I'm, I'm literally, I'm I'm literally sweating. And you just love me. Hey, tremendous piss and catch. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my where God. were we? Where were Your we? calendar. Yeah, no, let's move on. It's like we, Waddle and I believe it's unhealthy, the dry January. Uh, yes. Because we think it leads to binge drinking yes. in February. Yes. So we think slow and steady yes. wins the race. It does. Yes. That's how you should be year-round yeah. anyway. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not promoting it. I'm just bringing it up. Like, I don't know. Well, you're I've a potty a... mouth. You're a sailor, so you don't do anything that the kids should follow. Dion's got to run. Can, can oh, we get her yeah, thoughts? Yeah, like, and then, like, do you have a hockey game right. you have to go to? Where no, are you going? No, or do you have I a... am. I am mid. Do you're mid what? For ABC Seven. Oh, I'm like she's middle working. of all the stuff for ABC Seven. Oh yeah, you got a six o'clock live head. No, I taped that, but I have to do some stuff for ten, and then she did a look live, Shelby. Yeah, they're called. Oh, the that's a look live. <laughs> the old look live. The benefit of doing that is you can say the sh word and then you can do tape it again. It. By the way, there was a cameraman. I don't know which one. Major flatulence going on. <gasps> what? I was standing in the back of the room. It was disgusting. You're what are you talking about? Would it have been someone was, right in front of you? I don't know. I was behind them, and someone every five minutes, what? it was like a wind would overcome uh, my area of the room, and it was absolutely disgusting. What is your name and rank? That's major flatulence to oh, you. Oh, my Hmm. I, I, I sure hope it wasn't my guy Steve from WGN because no, he's usually not that type of guy. Why that... even bringing him up then? Right, yeah, right. Who I think you be? indicted him just by bringing his name up. I, I, I was hey, it's a bad move by you, buddy. What was going I'm on. shocked that anyone would do that. Yes, me too. Am I allowed to be in, shocked by in a in a like highly populated room? <laughs> yes, like it's okay to sneak Who's one by every now. Speaking and then. of too comfortable, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dion. Before you leave, give us your thoughts. What did you like what didn't you like i mean i i thought that this is the direction that they would go i was in it was interesting to me that the endorsement of Floose was navigating through not great times now yes they played much better at the end of the season but i felt like that's what we heard a couple of years ago with the same ryan and matt like oh we're so proud of them for getting through this moment but but 
I want to I want to know that they are so confident that the momentum they built is sustainable because Matt Eberflus is here. Like I I wanted to hear a little bit more about that, but it's obvious that Kevin Warren likes Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus a lot. He trusts them to make these hires with the offensive and defensive coordinator, and he feels like the the team is in good hands with those two at the front. I think a lot of the questions going forward is. Who are you identifying as candidates for the OC? Yeah. And what are what is the selling points? You know, what is the selling point for coming in and being the guy that is going to take over for Luke Getze? They, they said that the reason that Getze lost his job was that there was the growth, development, and improvement of the offense wasn't where it needed to be. So so how do you bring someone in and then ask Justin to learn a new offense and, and then take it where it does need to be? Like, how do you do that all in one season? That is going to be interesting to me. And that comes down to the, who the candidate is. And if they can adjust. They said that more than once. Can they adjust? Can they adjust? And I, I just hope that that's what we see. Yeah. Well, this is what I love. I, uh, uh, they want somebody that, okay, this is who we are, but we're going to prepare for each individual right. opponent and through a game appropriately. Yes. So whatever that may be, you know, you, you just don't keep pounding your head against the wall. So I'm not suggesting that was the case, but I want it to be the case moving forward because those are usually your best teams. You adapt. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you have to run it 50 times, or maybe you have to throw it 50 times, or maybe you just have to do things a little bit differently. And, uh, you know, you can't. it's just got to be something that actually does define what your identity mm-hmm. is, and you're not just calling plays. This is what I was going to say. Like, it is shocking to me that we went 17 games, and at the end we're like, did they have an identity? What was their identity? Like, they, there was no commitment to one thing, and it feels like that's why – Play calling from one to the next felt chaotic at See, times. See, Tom, Tom keeps bringing this up, too, about the identity. But, I mean, I, I believe it, it begins with running the football is their identity. And I think that they will like It's because what that. they've done best yes. for the but last I, But I want them to stay that way. I do. I want them. I, again, this is You're uh, three, me. three yards in a cloud of no, dust kind of guy. No, hey, listen. Swearing at everybody <laughs> in the process. You know, they averaged uh, a great deal per carry over the last they two did. years. So I, but I, I, I just want nasty. I've, I've said this 100 times on this show. I just want teams coming in here knowing they're going to be in a fist fight all day, and these guys are not going to back down from any challenge or any fight, and they're going to make you pay. And, and you're going to have to really but you work know, really hard to get through us. You know better than anybody, having watched this team in this league for the last several decades, that the league has morphed into more of a throwing league. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have an identity of being a very efficient running team, but at the end of the day, you also be able to th- have to be able to yes. throw it. Yes. San Francisco does. Baltimore does. Green Bay Miami's does. doing it. Green Bay does. I, I mean, you got to be able to do both. I think. I think it's. I think it's okay. We can do that. That that's gonna happen. Okay, and I'll give Let's you an example. So. We saw it on full display. You saw it on Sunday yeah. night. Aaron Jones ran for 111 yards, and Jordan Love threw for 317 yes. yards. They did both. Mm-hmm. So when a defense takes one thing away from you, you better be able right. to to you know to it's, gear up yeah. and do the other. And I don't think that I don't just don't think our offense was capable of doing that at times. This right. Year. So okay. hey, listen, I I I, I was excited about. I'm 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 one who doesn't need to keep flipping through people every mm, year mm-hmm. or every two years. I mean, I just you know we may we I think we talked about it in pregame. Twenty-seven years for me being a part of the broadcast. This will be the thirteenth offensive coordinator. Jeez. How insane! That's insane. Okay, you, you can't you can't keep going 
one step forward and two steps back all the find time. Find a good one. So they stick with it. You know, well, those uh, listen. When you do find a good one, sometimes they go and become a head coach somewhere. Uh, how many of those have None. we had? That's the, right. None. None. None of them are like have graduated. No, that's outrageous. No, not any of those offensive coordinators, to my understanding and recollection, ever got another job as an offensive coordinator. Not in the NFL. So maybe this time hire somebody that has a history of calling plays. I want yes. experience. Yes. Stuff. I think that's what you're going to get. I want experience. I think that needs to happen. Dion. I want somebody that's called plays before. Yes. I don't. I don't care if you've been on the on the on the knee of a great coach or offensive mind. If you haven't done, done it, it, because it's a rhythm. There's a there's an art to it, yes. and it is about you know setting up teams with plays that you do in quarter one that comes back to haunt them in quarter four. Or I'll never forget hearing uh, uh, a defensive coach, Dom Capers. Uh, against the Bears in Wonderful the, in the 2010, <laughs> the 2010 game. Is yeah. that a, a comb over or a toupee? The, oh, comb over. It could be a toupee. It's a, it's a toupee comb it's a over. Toupee. <laughs> it's both. But when, when he dropped that defensive tackle on Caleb Haney and the injuries and all that, he was a quarterback. It was the only time all year he called that play. Okay? You've got to be prepared for smart defensive yeah, people yeah. because they are storing their nuts like a squirrel does for the winter. I thought you were going dirty. Stop, stop. <laughs> I thought you were going stop, dirty again. Stop, 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 stop. So, listen, I know I'm kind of a meathead, old school football thinker, but I just I, I want no, somebody. Jeff, I, I hope it's somebody with experience. They can come in there and own the room immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't need to sell you a, has, as a player. Right? It has to be because the guy that comes in is going to be entrusted with one of two things, either A, yes. developing the first pick of the draft, right. or B, getting the existing coordinator to play in a manner in which he hasn't yet. Quarterback. And I'm not I mean. just saying yeah. a marginal improvement. No, like, I'm talking that it only makes sense to stay where we are now if you find a coordinator that can help him take an enormous leap right, forward. because mm-hmm. there's a 200 and something million dollar Correct. decision Correct, so he can't ahead. be somebody so, yeah. without experience. So, so right. don't overthink it. Don't overthink it when it comes to this, right? Like, if you have yes. some Somebody in the building that can do those things be like, we deserve to have this. Justin deserves to have this, or whoever the quarterback is deserves to have someone who's helping them develop in that and way. And I am excited because if, if you if you just strip away the way the season wound up and and how difficult it was at times, uh, we're, we all agree here. All four of us, Mellor, Mellor, yeah. you're here too. <laughs> There's a lot of building blocks that yes. you should be like, okay. Up. And, yeah. and if you keep sticking to the right ways, the hard way, that's not fast way. No. So, but if this means, if this means that you believe in the in the individuals that are running the show, that they have very strong character and very strong ideas and a vision that you can embrace, that means sustained success is coming. I'm patient enough at this point to wait for it. My gosh, we've been waiting a long time as it is. Yeah. Uh, I want to say a couple of things. Deanna, it was awesome to work with you so on oh, the yes. pregame Thank show. Thank you. I so just fun. told her that the other yeah, day. Did I, I not? You did. What a pleasure. I told Stop you that. And, uh, and Joniak, it's, been, it's been a pleasure I all year. I can't believe that happened. Is yeah. that going to be deleted? No. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Live can forever. re-listen later. By the way, it doesn't, <laughs> it's doesn't, be get, your new open. It doesn't get dumped with those that are streaming us. 
But it did get dumped yeah. on, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. thank yes. goodness. Of course. Charlie's on top of it. <laughs> You're a great Charlie. You guys are thank both you. great teammates. Thank you, Charlie. Yes. Thank yes. you. Uh, All right. You guys right. are great, great teammates. Yeah. I've never had more fun in my career. Oh, we love you, You're going to make me cry. Or just laugh. the truth. One it's it's. You know what I'm going to do tonight? Right? I Don't just tell, I you could ask. We've you could ask her. Off We've the, talked off about the it. I'm going to drink to that thought tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, same. Nothing same. dry about Waddle. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Uh, we're going to cross talk with Black and Abdallah coming up next. We're live at Hallis Hall. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. All right, it's time to cross talk with Black and Abdallah. I'm sure uh, Abdallah not doing well. It's all brought to you by Steinhoffels for <laughs> Chicagoland locations. One right down the street. I think Vernon I, Hills. I'm going to take the other. I'm on the other side of this. I think Adam is happy. That instead of going through this long, pronounced retirement party next year, he's happy that it's going to end now and it's going to be over. One thousand percent. Nick Saban retired today, and uh, that's what we're alluding to. Uh, it was a very busy day with our press conference at Hallis Hall. Pete Carroll in uh, Seattle also uh, parted ways. So and then the Nick Saban bombshell at around four thirty. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking that, look, I'm, I didn't think it would happen this year. I figured he'd get like two more years, uh, and then probably retire. But Waddle's right. I am so much happier that this is not some long drawn out coach K retirement tour where every, before every single Alabama game, we have to hear about Saban retiring at the end of the year, go out like this without anybody knowing and just kind of leave the program. That's fine. Now it's, now it's a matter of who they get. And they got to get someone fast because the 30-day transfer window just opened up for when a coach uh, decides to retire or moves to another job. So everybody in their draft class every or their uh, recruiting class, everyone that's on the team right now can now transfer. And so if they don't get a coach locked in soon, you're at risk of losing right now what is the second-best recruiting class in the country. Well, uh, maybe Bill Belichick wants the job. <laughs> I think Belichick's a little old. I've got a list, guys. I've got a list. It starts, great. it starts at the top with, got a list. with not Dabo Swinney. That's well, my you first. You do not want Dabo. It says not Dabo Swinney. Wasn't he a wide one. receiver there yeah. as a player? So Yeah, there's yeah. a story about how he lived there. He was homeless for a while. His mom lived in his dorm with him. Yeah, it's that. like one of his dream jobs, but no Dabo Swinney. Um, I w- I've seen Kalen uh, DeBoer's name uh, tossed around uh, from Washington. Dan Lanning, who's got a $20 million buyout, so I don't know if that's going to happen. It would be the funniest thing in the world if they if they got Mike Norvell from Florida State. Like, if the year that yeah. Alabama kept Florida State out, it would be great if he was just like, nope, going to Alabama. Who, who is your, who, like, who's your number one? Oh, Dan Lanning, for sure. Dan okay. Lanning. If they can get Dan Lanning from Oregon, that would be he a was, phenomenal he was, move. He was really good on TV. Wasn't oh, he the yeah, one that was, was on set well, with? And yeah. Saban is praised. Saban tried to hire him before Kirby Smart hired him at Georgia, and he praises him any chance he gets. So I'm wondering if Saban, on the way out, was like, "You better get, go get Dan. Spend the twenty million dollars. Go get Dan Lanning. Sharp guy. Isn't there? Isn't there talk too about Kirby Smart possibly going to the Falcons? Oh, hmm. I don't know. I hmm. didn't hear that. I, I thought that there, I, I thought I read something last night that 
Arthur Blank may be interested in interviewing him or offering him the job. I don't know if that we, was fake or not. We were joking last night. You know how Belichick has been rumored for Atlanta? Like, that would be such a weird mix. That would, totally. Like, that doesn't make any sense because we were kind of running through all the options if Bill left the Patriots. Yeah. Like, where would it fit? And he, like, he's obsessed with the NFL history and everything and, like, where could he kind of win? And like Atlanta doesn't make any sense. No, I yeah. think it's Washington or yeah, or Chicago. Those are the two we. But those oh, are the two yeah. we were talking about. Like though, that yes, would fit the, the historic nature of like Belichick respecting the franchises. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, Abdallah. Can I go? I want to go back to Alabama real quick. Sure. I'll give you another name. Sure. D'Amico Ryan's. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be okay after, with that. After he I'm just got saying. set up with the franchise yeah, quarterback exactly. for life. Yeah, I'm just asking. So. I'm asking. I mean, you know it, how guys are about going back to their what, uh, is alma mater? Isn't NFL still the mountain the Texans, top, though? though, too. I got a name. That's true. Mm. Luke Getze. No, thanks. I was going <laughs> to say that. I was going to use that joke. And, don't, Chris, and no one say there's no way Alabama would ever hire Lane Kiffin. What about Matt Eberflus? Don't even start with that. No, Matt Eberflus. He for Nick Saban. You can take Eberflus. I don't want Eberflus. Coach Prime. I don't want. There's no way Coach Prime is going to Alabama. You guys don't. You guys don't take what you heard today and really make much of anything of it. Do well, you? Let, or do you? Let me go with this. Uh, I think there's there's definitely a few angles here to attack over the next two hours. One, the fact that Ryan Pohl said he didn't talk to Jim Harbaugh and he didn't talk to anyone as a yeah. possible upgrade a head coach. Yeah. That should make Bears fans pretty upset. Uh, number two, with Kevin Warren at the helm. This is a this is a true professional, you know. What I mean, like, and Sylvia, you mentioned it right after Warren was done speaking. You're like, this this isn't what it was like when Ted was here. Like, Kevin Warren is a polished professional. Yeah. So, like, I feel comfortable as a Bears fan that he's at the helm. But I think there are some smaller decisions below his level that were made that has us setting into this new year where it's like you're confused and like I get that they're running things back, but I don't know if this is the right way to go. My speculation as well is is that Kevin Warren is going to be a hands-off president with regard to football decisions. That's going to be under the purview of yeah. Ryan Poles, strictly Ryan Poles. I also think that I, as the press conferences were going on, I was like, oh, Bag of I, no, I think, I think there's a pretty strong shot that Fields is back and they end up trading this pick. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Abdal. That's what I kind of gathered from this. Is well, that they like continuity They're bringing everyone in. back. Yeah, but, but I, also I, this, we're building something and, like, the idea that you could get two first-round picks for the next, for this year, next year, and 2026, and how you could build this team and how he doesn't look back at, at missing Stroud and how he's happy with all the return that they but got for that pick. Remember, Adam, he's also got to maintain the value of, of the no, player. No, I know. It just seems like, yeah, but I he's know, not I one mean, to, like hide things you know what i mean like at the combine yeah, but, he was like no nah, we're selling the pick and i want to do it fast yeah because i didn't think they had any interest in drafting a quarterback last year this year i think they're going to handle that situation a little bit deeper or a little bit different i don't know we'll see yeah, yeah. we'll see so Long do, you, do you agree with the idea that like it's it's obvious there's a professional running the franchise now well, yeah, i mean there's no question it's refreshing. That it, it, as a Bears yeah, fan yeah, it's yeah, refreshing you have a ceo yes. as a president yes. Yes. it's 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 if something where like even though it wasn't a great way to end the season you hear kevin warren speak and you're like all right i feel like the franchise is in good hands I, I could use one or two less Rams references. <laughs> St. Louis but, Rams, yes. But I, I do I do enjoy that he's the team president. 
So, and yeah. and I do believe they're building in Chicago, don't you guys? Oh, definitely. They, this is not happening in the suburbs anymore. <laughs> no, there, there is going to be a stadium <laughs> yeah. somewhere yes. in Chicago. Well, I mean, the art. I mean. The beautiful lake. I yeah. mean, yes. I, it's We're I getting think, a floating stadium? I think yeah. it's pretty obvious yes, that that's what's going to take place. We're going to get our wish. Uh, all right, boys. Have a great show. Thank you. See you, fellas. All right. Uh, and thanks to Dion and uh, Joniak, at least for, for not totally swearing the entire uh, segment. Uh, Mark Potash as well. And thanks to everyone here at House Hall for inviting us to the building today. Charlie and Kendra did a great job back at the shop. Jeff Meller here at Hallis Hall. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Wednesday night.